2: Some fun on a Wednesday. The Wednesday, It's Thanksgiving Eve today. Put a smile on your face. We have so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for me. You're probably thankful for me. It's just wonderful. Here's what we have. We have accepting what we're dealing with. Why that's so difficult for some people. Maybe it's even difficult for you. We'll talk about the corruption of local politics doesn't get any coverage out there we're always worried about national right did you hear the latest in new york city it's happening everywhere you should see it where, I, where i'm at it here in houston local corruption we have dirty cops we have vaccinated people making up the majority of covid deaths now what is going on there we'll talk about that journalists are feeling sorry for themselves a huge cultural win, Biden being terrible about Thanksgiving, all that and so much more coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. And after that, oh yeah, and I have all your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. That'll be obviously most of the night. I'll get to them here in just a moment. But first, I want to deal with mentality changes. It's very, very, very difficult to change a mentality once a mentality has been ingrained in you. Uh, Talk about myself as an example here. I have good mentalities and I have bad mentalities. And there are different reasons for this. I drink a bunch of water. Now, that was something I actually learned. They practically beat it into you in the Marines. Drink water, drink water, drink water. And when I say beat it into you, They'll force you to drink a, a canteen, and then they'll make you tip it above your head, aim down at your head. So one, you get the water poured on you if you didn't finish it. Two, then they'll make you drink until you throw up in the trash can. They'll just make you drink water until you throw up. So it was quite literally beaten into me. To this day, I drink water all day long. It's I, I, I drink it with meals. I just I drink water all the time. I'm not a big pop guy. I drink water. That's a good thing. That's a good mentality change. There are bad mentalities I have, too. Really bad ones. I I love bad food. That's just who I am. I love bad food. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy a home-cooked meal. Very much so. Very much so. My wife cooks great. Man, I could stop and get a double cheeseburger with fries all day long for multiple meals a day. I have developed... Bad eating habits over my 41 years, and I have bad food. And if I had a doctor, I'm going somewhere with this, just hang with me. And if I had a doctor's appointment tomorrow, and he said, oh, Jesse, we looked at your blood work, and it's basically just pure carbs. You have to switch to an all-vegetable and fresh meat diet, no more fast food ever. I don't think I'd be able to do it because it's not, it's not who I am. It's not my mentality. We on the right have several mentalities that we have developed, myself included, we've developed these over the years. However you think about, whatever you are, libertarian, conservative, it doesn't matter how you consider yourself, but you've, you've spent years developing certain mentalities about certain things, what you think about this, what you think about that, and taxes and spending and the role of government and abortion and illegal immigration. And You have, you have ways of thinking, and many of our ways of thinking are outdated because the times have changed, our enemy has changed, and old ways of thinking simply won't cut it anymore. We talk about those all the time on the show. We have a defensive mentality on the right because we had the culture. The culture is us. That's what America was founded on, what you, what you believe on the right. The communists, the leftists, they were always a revolutionary block because they were against what the country actually stood for. So because they always wanted to take ground, we always did what? what? What was the instinct of us? No. That's what it was. No. The answer is no. Hey, I want this. No. I want this. No. And then we'd always give in a little. We'd say, oh, okay, just a little bit, but no more after that. And that's how we lost the nation. A defensive mentality. When we should have had an offensive mentality, we should have realized what we were dealing with and ran this vile scum out of our society before they took over the society. There's another thing. There's another thing we have to address. You have to address it. I have to address it. If, if you do this, maybe family members, friends do. And I'm not, in, I'm not pointing fingers because I'm sure I've said these words too. When you see the media lie about something like they did about this guy who attacked a New York gay bar, like they did about the guy who atta- attacked a Colorado gay bar, You remember in the immediate wake of both of those attacks, what what was it? You remember? Here it was, in case you forgot.
1: This attack also comes amidst a rise in violent rhetoric, and threats against the LGBTQI plus people across the country.
2: So it's your fault. It's of course it's your violent rhetoric. Oh, that that wasn't even close to the worst of it. This is the former assistant director of the FBI on MSNBC. You need
0: to see accountability and consequences. So first, a real quick hate crime charge here on top of the homicide charges. I applaud that. That tells me prosecutors and police, they found quickly what they needed. That means they know this was a biased crime. This is
2: likely, and since we've heard reports that the subject isn't cooperating with police, that means they likely found clear and convincing evidence on his devices. If he's a consumer of the people we just rattled off, from Lauren Boebert to Tucker Carlson, let's get it out. Let's get it out at trial. Let's expose it for what it is, name it, and shame it. He's a consumer of these people. Now, when you hear those things, when I hear those things, maybe you're tempted, or maybe your mom's tempted, daughter, son, cousin, normie name. Maybe you're tempted to say this, ah, uh, friggin' media, so biased. Ah, uh, that's so dishonest. What what liberal hacks? They're so they're so biased. You see those words. You ever said those words? I know you have. I have to. Again, I'm not pointing fingers. You know that that's that's not even close to being good enough for your mentality, right? For my mentality. If you think when you hear words like that, if you think bias or liberal, you are so far behind on what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with bias, hacks, liars. Oh, he's a leftist. We're dealing with evil people who want to destroy us. There's a reason they quote, get it wrong every single time. From Paul Hammerpants Pelosi, to the Colorado shooting, to the vandalization of a New York gay bar. There's a reason they kind of, whoopsie, get it wrong every single time. And it's not because they're left, it's not because they're biased, it's not because they're liars, it's not because they're hacks, it's because they're your enemy and they want to destroy you. You get up every single day and you go to work and you do something. Maybe you're a housewife, maybe you're a construction worker, maybe you're a lawyer, maybe you're a salesman, whatever you do, you wake up every day and you put in work for a specific purpose. They get up every day, the people in the media, their purpose is destroying you. That is their mission in life. If you think about them, well, they're biased. You are so far behind. And to their credit, the communists have understood this so well for so long. What do they say when you say something like, "Uh, I like the Second Amendment? Uh, I don't think you should say this to kids in schools. What do they say immediately? Do they say you're biased? Do they say, oh, he's two to the right? Oh, he's, he's just propaganda. They say those things? No. They say, look at that Nazi white supremacist hateful monster. That's what they say. Because they understand the importance of developing a correct mentality when you're dealing with your enemy. You are not dealing with bias or leftists or liberals You are dealing with your mortal enemy who would destroy you and your entire family without a moment of hesitation if they thought they could do so. And every news story that comes down, whether it's a mass shooting, a nuclear bomb, a virus, or an earthquake, every single one is only interpreted and used by them to the extent they can wreck you and everything you care about. You are dealing with evil. You are dealing with evil. And until you accept that evil has no bottom, you will never develop the correct mentality it's going to take to defeat these communists. There's no end to this. They're not going to wake up one day and look in the mirror and say, gosh, you know, ah, I have been too liberal. I, you know, I got that last one wrong, guys, because I was being too liberal. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to change I'm going to actually look into it now and I'm going to make some changes. That day is never going to come. They are going to spend every waking minute for the rest of their careers trying to destroy you and everything you care about. And until we develop the mentality that that is what they are trying to do, until we accept that that is what they are trying to do, we will lose over and over and over again because they think they're in some kind of a blood war against Nazis and we think we're dealing with liberals not even close to good enough. All right, I'm going to move on. You know what? I actually am going to hit on this New York City one here because it is, it is a doozy. We're going to hit on that and some local corruption and we got got Ask Dr. Jesse questions and so much more still to come on the Jesse Kelly show tonight. I just had to get that off my chest. Let me get something else off my chest. We are, obviously, look, look we had, you heard the bad news from the Fed. I've been warning you, that's no surprise for you. I've been warning you about that over and over and over again. How they have to, they have to intentionally cause a recession and probably a very deep one to avoid hyperinflation, which ends the nation. These things are coming. They're here. We're, we're, we're right on the cusp of them. Do you have hard currency of some kind? Do you have land? Do you have ammunition? Do you have precious metals in your physical possession? I don't mean someone's holding some for you somewhere. Oxford Gold Group will mail gold coins to your front door, giving you security. No matter what happens, you will have the ability to purchase goods and services. Call 833-995-GOLD today. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They'll take special care of you. I promise. 833 833- nine nine five gold no hardcore sales pitch they're laid back they'll get you some gold 833-995 gold you're listening to the oracle you're gonna love this one it's a scream baby the jesse kelly show It is the Jesse Kelly show on Thanksgiving Eve. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Wednesday. So look, I can't drag us down all night. I just want just one more thing. Did you hear did you hear CNN when they discovered that that wingnut who shot up a gay bar in Colorado, did you hear how just stunned they were that it wasn't one of these guys in a MAGA hat? So
1: attorneys for the accused shooter say in new court filings tonight that the
2: suspect now identifies as non-binary. The public defenders say, "Quote: Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they/them pronouns, and for the purposes of all formal filings, will be addressed as Mix Aldrich. So, in other words, not Mr. or Ms." I don't know what to say about that. I mean,
1: that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background, and
2: uh, I don't know if anybody here are you guys lawyers? I mean, no. you know. Listen to how stunned she is—just bewildered. To what? I mean, he. What? How is he non-binary? I, I had already assigned all these murders to to my political enemies who I want to destroy. Oh no, he's he's non-binary. Which brings me to this. I'm sure you heard because they basically happened at the same time. There was a bunch of attacks on a, a gay bar in Hell's Kitchen. Well, turns out the guy quote says. I'm gay myself, said it was revenge on behalf of a female friend. And I'm not going to dwell on this any longer because we're going to move on. But I will just say there is video out there of this person chucking one of these bricks. You can see it plain as day, this person chucking one of the bricks. If you saw this person's throwing motion and you're shocked that he turned out to be gay, that's a you problem. That's all I have to say. That's a you problem. Jesse, why are shooters always known to law enforcement? Are they criminal informants? Seems to be a pattern. Well, a couple answers for this. One, sometimes, sometimes they are criminal informants. Oftentimes, they are criminal informants. Make of that what you will. But there is something else. And we've talked about this a lot. We t- I, 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 in fact, let's talk about this again since it's been a long time. People complain now, and I complain now about the horrible crimes in the cities, horrible crimes in the cities. How all of our cities, it's, what, it's not just New York, all of our cities have gone downhill. And a big reason this has gone downhill is not just because they've attacked the cops and attacked the cops, and a bunch of the good ones are retiring and a bunch of the new ones are turds. That's part of it. But uh, another part of it is this they keep letting the bad guys out of jail. Well, here's what's crazy. We see headlines. You wake up every single day and you flip open a New York Post and you see someone stabbed in the subway, someone shot, someone this, someone that. And what it looks like, what it looks like is, man, there's just so many criminals. There's just tons and tons of criminals and tons of violent people out there. That's what it looks like. And look, tons or lots, those are words that are obviously subject to interpretation, but that's not really what you're seeing. You think that's what you're seeing, but it's not. You, you ever talked to any cops? I encourage you to get to know some cops. I have a bunch of buddies on Houston uh, Houston Police Depor- uh, Department, NYPD. I have a bunch of buddies on there. You talk to any cops that you know, sit down, have a beer with them. They'll tell you. We know who the bad guys are. They have an area where they patrol. You have a precinct that specializes in a specific area, and they know who the bad guys are in this area. In fact, when they hear of a crime, oftentimes uh, all they have to do is hear of a crime on the radio. And depending on the type of crime, most cops who've been there for a while have already narrowed it down in their heads, a list, a short list of suspects who probably committed the crime, and they're almost always correct because it's not that there are a 10 million bad guys who murder people in New York City. It's that the bad guys that are known, They don't keep them locked up at all. Why are these criminals always known? Some guy vandalizing a bar, shooting up a bar, bank robbery, gas station robbery. Why are they always known? Because there's only a certain few bad people in your area. Drug addicts, mental health, whatever, whatever you want to call them. Of course they're known. This nut in Colorado, his father was a porn star, and he is, quote, non-binary. He doesn't know if he's a man or a woman. Do you think that guy is mentally just killing it? You think it, well, actually, that's a bad way to put that. Do you think that guy is mentally doing well? Or do you think that guy has some mental issues? That's why I hate how the right talks about trans people in the military. Well, I mean, maybe not. They should just be quiet about it. No. If you have a man who thinks he can chop his penis off and become a woman, fine. Live your life the way you want. But no, you don't get to come in the military because you're not mentally prepared to be in the military. Period. You're not. Go do whatever you want to do with your life and your body. That's up to you. No, you're not allowed in. We have standards. Goodbye. Go be a woman somewhere else. They know who the bad guys are. Why are they always known? I mean... Think about this dude. Like I said, I just told you who his father is. I told you who he is. Do you really think you just go from being a normal polite citizen to someone who walks into a gay bar with a rifle and starts blasting away at people? You were a psycho already, and there was all kinds of build-up to this. This was just the coup de gras, which reminds me, are you going to practice with your weapon for 10 minutes this Thanksgiving break? Because just in the past week or so, we've had shootings in a gay bar. We've had shootings in a Walmart. Don't think that, hey, Jesse, I don't go to those places because, so I'll be safe. A Walmart. You ever go to Walmart? Shootings in grocery stores. Someone just drove a car through the window of an Apple store. There are nutballs out there, and they're not keeping them locked up. Carry your weapon and practice with your weapon. Mantis X lets you practice in the comfort of your home. Dry fire practice, drills. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes. I've told you how fast you get better. It's not just that you get better, how fast you get better. The Green Berets use it for a reason. The Green Berets use Mantis X. How freaking cool is that? Get your Mantis X today. Go to MantisX.com. All right? MantisX.com. We have asked Dr. Jesse questions. Someone has a marine corps question for me may actually have a surprising answer for you there and local corruption we talk all the time about national corruption about how this president's corrupt and this congressman and this senator and things like that and those things are mostly true local corruption is what we all ignore and that's where the real dirty stuff is hang on
1: energy.com for the prospectus and more
3: information.
2: Right now, tens of millions of Americans live with everyday pain. Does this sound like you? If this sounds like you, then you know. It not only affects how you feel, it affects everything about your life. Your mood, your sleep, you miss out on activities, your outlook on the future. It affects everything. Well, say hello to Relief Factor, a natural way to fight pain. With four key drug-free all-natural ingredients, Relief Factor was created by doctors to help support your body's natural response to inflammation. Whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, Relief Factor can help you feel better. Better yet? Relief Factor is about living better. Living the life you want. Doing the activities you love. Over 1 million people have tried the Relief Factor Quick Start Kit. Nearly 70% go on to order more. That's staggering. See how Relief Factor can help you with their 3-week starter kit. It's only $19.95. And it comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. It's time to give it a try. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. That's 1-800-4-RELIEF. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday, a Thanksgiving Eve. Before I get to this Ask Dr. Jesse question and local corruption, speaking of evil people, our old friend Klaus Schwab is still out there doing the Bond movie villain thing. And this time he's praising China and saying what they do should be for everybody. On the g 20 you were there meeting some of the leaders as well. Professor Schwab, what do you make of the results?
3: I think it's positive. It's a... through the fact that everybody agreed about the statement, which we haven't had the last years. Now, the base has been formed, but we have to go one step further. We have to have a strategic mood. We have to construct the world of tomorrow. It's a systemic transformation of the
2: world. So we have to define how the world should look like remember these people are truly evil and they see themselves as kings and queens and you as the peasants who should have no freedoms at all that's the systemic transfer he's talking about all right let's get to some ass dr jesse stuff it is a wednesday and there's no thursday or friday (laughs) jirene kelly Love the show, has do my wife and nine kids. One's in the oven. Congrats to you, brother. Anyway, the subject line of this email is, were you there? Keep up the great work. We might have been twins that were separated at birth, very much alike, you and I. We served our beloved core at the same time. I did five, he's talking about five years, from 99 to 04. I was at Camp Fox Kuwait at the end of September 03 when the main force, MEF, came down to go home. I was with two FSSG, which provided you all support. My question is, were you there at camp Fox at that time? And if so, did you get to meet St or did you get to meet Bruce Willis says, if I'm ever in St. Louis area, I'm welcome to come stay at their home. He said, we have a California King with Giza dream sheets. (laughs) He said, we'll throw in some Biloxi shrimp on the grill. Uh, One, good for you for getting your California King Giza Dream Sheets, especially while they're on sale for the lowest freaking price ever. As low as $29.99 Giza Dream Sheets right now. They've never been sold this low, and it's Christmas time. Go get a couple sets of Giza Dream Sheets. And by the way, get them for no other reason but to thank Mike Lindell for still being the one out there fighting for us. Every other corporation hates our guts. Not my pillow. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, use the promo code JESSE, and get yourself some Giza dream sheets, all right? Or you can call, if you're on the road, just call, 800-845-0544. Back to your question. This is insane. I was with the main force, MEF. I was with 1st Battalion, 7th Marines, Alpha Company, Weapons Platoon. And I was in Camp Fox in September of 03. How about that? Now, for those who don't know, here's how this kind of worked for me. We were there th- before the war began, the Iraq invasion began. My Marine unit, we went over there about a month before. Most of the units that were involved in the invasion were there ahead of time. We didn't just show up the day before. We were at a different, we were different camps in Kuwait. And we stayed at these camps and trained in these camps and getting ready for combat. And then, boom, Bush declares war. We all hop in the Amtrak's. We go invade Iraq. Now, my unit, we went up through the country. All the way up to Baghdad. That's as far north as we got up to Baghdad. We spent a little while in Baghdad. And then we went back down to a town called Najaf. And there we were doing all these different, it, it doesn't matter, we We're patrolling and, and, and whatever, doing normal combat things. Doesn't matter what it was. And then eventually, we didn't know. See, at this point in time, in the beginning of the war. I'm not going to say we had it worse than the guys who came, came after because actually we had it better than the guys who came after. When I was there, was not during that big insurgent purge where they were blowing up people every other day with IEDs. That was actually, that came after me. But we did have it worse when it came to facilities just because we just got there. There weren't any. There were no facilities. There weren't real bases or anything like that. You get, they got Taco Bell over there now. The, the, there was nothing when we were there. We didn't even have phones. My parents didn't know whether I was alive or dead for two or three weeks during the combat. They didn't hear from me. We were at war. There was no, They didn't hear from me. I'll never forget when, I, when they finally gave us, I think it was five minutes on a satellite phone, and I picked up the phone and called, and by the grace of God, they answered. They were on the highway. They were so happy they about died, they had to pull over to hear I was alive. Anyway, anyway. So at the end of all that, I think it was uh, nine months Nine months, 10 months, something like that. I forget that. You would know the locate. Believe it or not, if you weren't there, you would know the locations and dates better better than I did because we never paid attention to any of that. Where are we going today? What are we doing? Oh, we're going over there. Okay, fine. I don't know. It just We didn't pay attention to it. At the end of it, we we decided, well, we decided, someone came to finally relieve us and we were going home. We were done with our deployment. Like I said, it was it was eight, nine months. I forget what it was and we were going home. Well, we didn't leave right from right from Iraq to home. They wanted to process us out of Kuwait first. Here's how this worked. We had to go get on these uh, gigantic, and I mean gigantic helicopters. I'm not going to go into what they were, but they're bi- they're big ones. If I start nerding out on all the details, I'll lose you. We had to get in them, and this was the time I was most sure I was going to die when we got in the helos because I could just see the fatal irony of taking an RPG in the rear end as we're lifting off out of Iraq. But we didn't. We didn't. We got out of there. They flew us south. We're good to go. We got down to Kuwait. Camp Fox in Kuwait, where this sergeant apparently was at the time. Now, I know people are used to people going over to see the troops and play music for the troops and, you know, uh uh, a bunch of organizations do this. MMA does this. Dana White at UFC does this. He brings ring girls over there so the troops can see some dimes. I mean, it's just you know that this goes way back to World War II. The USO tours, comedy troops and bands, and and dimes will come over and just make trying to make life a little better. Well, we again we didn't have any of that when I was there because they didn't have facilities. I'm not complaining. There's, there was no place for them to go. There was no base. We get to Camp Fox. We hadn't seen any kind of a show of any kind in ages. Certainly no live music, no nothing. And we found out while we were being processed out at Camp Fox, they had to go through all our stuff and make sure we weren't sneaking grenades and guns and stuff like that home. And yeah, we only snuck a little bit of that home. But anyway, while we were at Camp Fox, we found out Bruce Willis. Yes, the actor was coming to play music for us. I didn't even know Bruce Willis played music. Apparently, he had, or still has, I'm not sure if he still does it, a blues band, and we showed up, and we're all, I mean, we hadn't seen anything like this before, and he came down to his credit, and I think it might have been a big crappy tent, but don't quote me on that, I'm missing the details, this guy will remember, but it was not a nice facility by any stretch of the imagination, and Bruce Willis and... The guy who started Krispy Kreme played harmonica in his band. I'm pretty sure this guy was a billionaire at the time. I'm not making this up, Chris. It's wild. They came and they played blues music all night long. And I will tell you, me and every single guy that was there, we will love Bruce Willis for life for that. We had so much appreciation for that. because, And I'm not... Not dismissing anyone who does that stuff now, that stuff going over there, entertaining the troops and supporting the troops, that stuff matters, man, and it is really cool, I like that people do it, but he did it in the worst possible conditions, and he didn't have to do that, and I bet you, you never even knew he did it until I just told you that. Didn't get broadcast everywhere. Didn't get listed in the papers. And this was certainly at a time when everybody and their brother, actors and musicians and everyone else, all they did was crap all over the war the entire time. So they didn't want to be associated with it. Bruce Willis, I have no idea his thoughts on the war, nor do I care. I mean, I don't have great thoughts on the war. But Bruce Willis, millionaire actor, decided to walk away from whatever dime he was hanging out with that day and go to a crappy base in Kuwait and play music for us all night long. And let me also say this. It was hot. And I've been in a lot of very hot places. Shoot, I live in Texas now. Believe me when I tell you, you've never experienced heat like Kuwait in the summertime. It's 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 like, now I've been in the Thailand jungle. And I've never experienced heat like Kuwait in the summertime. It was not pleasant. Bruce Willis. How about that, Chris? Dude, I'll appreciate him for life for that. I heard he's, I've heard i heard he's a real good dude. I No, I didn't, by the way, meet him. I went and saw him in concert. I've never been a... I don't know what this is. Probably my dad is where I get this from. I've never been a, hey, I've got a meet him. I've got to take a picture. I want an autograph type guy. I think I've only asked for one person's autograph in my life. And I think I was like 10, 11 years old. And I, it was Bill Russell at an NBA All-Star game. That's when Bill Russell told me no. So actually the one time I've ever asked for one, I got told no. Maybe that's why I'm so jaded. <laughs> so no I didn't meet him but yes how about that I was there Sergeant at the exact same time you were how about that it was crazy Chris when we were uh, when you're getting processed out oh crap okay we're we're reaching we have to go to a break real quick I have a nutso story about getting processed out real quick and then we'll get to local corruption hang on I've got an
3: animal inside of me Jesse Kelly. Kelly you're listening to the Jesse Kelly show
2: It is the Jesse Kelly show, and Chris just said we were talking about celebrities before we went to break, and how I've just never been like an autograph guy or take a picture of the like, I'm not judging you if that's your thing, but it's just never been my thing. Chris said I just would want to approach one and tell him I appreciate what you do. That's what I love too. If I ever run into one, if 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 we happen to be talking, and I let's say they uh, Five for Fighting, the band Five for Fighting. They, uh, John. I think his name's John Andrasik. He was the lead singer of Five for Fighting. And he never knew this, but we only had like five CDs when we were in Iraq because the CDs kept going bad. We kept getting in dust storms, and they were wrecking our CD players and stuff like that. So we had uh, Godsmack and various things. But Five for Fighting, of all the ones, was one of the ones that hung on. It's not exactly hardcore music, but we didn't have any other music, so you just got to play what you had. And so we had Five for Fighting every now and then playing on the CD player. And I had a chance to uh, talk to John one time, lead singer of Five for Fighting, and that's what I did. I didn't want his autograph or anything. I just told him, hey, you know what? Your music actually really helped us when we were over there. He was floored. He was floored. He was so blown away by that. All right, I'm going to get to local corruption in a second. I have to get to one last story. I talk about getting processed out of Kuwait. When I say processed out, they're basically searching you for contraband. That's all there is to it. You have all these things in combat... (laughs) All these things like explosives and ammunition and rockets and mortar rounds. You have all these things they let you have when you're in combat. And they really don't want you to have those things when you're no longer in combat. Which, when it's the Marines, it's probably a good idea (laughs) to confiscate some of the high explosives. Those those in general are not very safe in the hands of Marines. Anyway, so they would take all your stuff and you would have to gather up everything you had and... It was a full exam. You had to take everything you had into a special area, a special tent, and everyone had a special area set up for themselves, and you had to dump everything you had, no pockets closed, no nothing in this special area, and people would come by, inspectors would come by, and they would inspect every bit of gear you had to make sure you weren't sneaking out Iraqi grenades, which were really cool, by the way, Iraqi grenades or or any of the explosives, any of that stuff. They go through everything with the fine tooth comb and you're not allowed to have your own ammunition anymore. Either we're far from the combat zone. We're very safe at this point in time. So they're taking away all your ammunition. So you're not allowed to go with full mags or anything. And they examine us like you can't possibly believe get this. We get, we, we get done with the examination. We pack back up. We eventually get ready to get on a plane to go home. One of the coolest experiences of my life. Our company first sergeant, I'm getting on the plane. It was just a big commercial airliner that they chartered for the Marines to fly back home. Our company first sergeant stopped me when I was getting on the plane. You see the huge first-class section of the plane or business class sections always reserved for the fancy officers and the higher-ups. I was a corporal at the time, an NCO. He stopped me getting on the plane, and you know I'm 6'8". He said, Kelly, good job over there. Sit up here with me in first class. And I got to sit up in first class. And then, Chris, they even gave us food and stuff my boys in the back didn't get. And I kept taking it back there and eating it in front of them every time I got it. And then I had to stop because they all threatened to beat me up if I came back to do it again. But it was still hilarious. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So we get on this plane. We fly all the way back home. We get to my, uh, get back to our barracks room. Remember, a barracks is just basically like a dorm in 29 Palms, California, Marine Corps base. The first night we get back. Of course, someone makes a beer run. We're back home and we're unpacking all of our stuff. My buddy, my roommate, dumps out his bag and clack, 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 clack. A full mag, a full M16 mag of ammo drops out. And I need to clarify, you are in deep trouble if you are caught with this. If he had been caught with this at this point in time, we're talking major trouble. Maybe jail time. I forget what the penalty was, but it's a big deal. And he looks at me and says, what do I do? I said, well, Let's go throw it on the roof. And he went out on the barracks because we had an outside catwalk, and took his mag and just chucked it up on the roof. There's a great chance to this day in Twenty Nine Palms, California, there's a full mag of M sixteen ammo on the roof of the barracks. <laughs> and I told him to do it. No, you can't take a picture of it, Chris. No, you, Chris. See, this is why. This is why you'll never be involved in my bank robbery team that I'm putting together. You want you want trophies. You don't document things. You don't document things. You don't take pictures of it. You just do it, and then your memories are all that come with you. What, Chris? That is true. You do need someone to help identify. All right, you can come along. And plus, we're gonna need you when we have to fence some jewelry. I have no doubt about that. So, all right, you're back. All right, you're back in the crew. You're back in the crew. (laughs) Oh, I did some emails first, Jesse. I just got an email from Hero that Arrow is back in stock. Yay. Immediately, I placed my order for my little pink, she called it an A-hole blaster. That's hilarious. My daughter and I carpool to work, and it will be with us always in the car, so those idiots that approach us at the intersection better beware. Says I can use their names, Nancy and Bonnie. Okay, I, you know how much I love the Hero gun, right? The non-lethal gun that shoots the pepper balls. Especially for ladies, although for dudes too, especially for ladies, they have a Hero Arrow on there. It's smaller, and it's not shaped like a gun like the Hero Gun is. It's shaped like a TV remote control. And instead of shooting pepper balls, it shoots a double barrel blast of this pepper gel. And it has this screaming loud siren on there you can press as well that may save your life. I say for ladies because... When you're trying to talk your daughter away at college into carrying something on her that will protect herself with, she doesn't want to do it. I've only got a little purse, dad. I've only got pockets, dad. She will carry a hero arrow on her. It's that, it's that aerodynamic and easy to carry around. Goes in the glove compartment, goes in your purse, goes in your pocket. I'm not saying it's just for ladies, but I love this thing. And they've been sold out. They sell out all the time of hero arrows. If you've been looking for one or wanting one, now. Go now. I did not know, actually, they were back in stock until I found this out today. Go to Hero2020.com. Code JESSE gets you a special discount. But do not wait until tomorrow, please, because every every time I read for these things, they sell out right away. People love that it's just smaller. Hero2020.com. Code JESSE, all right? Does not require a concealed carry permit. State restrictions may apply. Long-time Eric Adams pal goes from a $30,000 pension to a $240,000 a year gig after landing a cushy New York City job. Tapped for one of the highest paid roles in government. Naked, out in the open corruption takes place all the time and it never gets coverage because the worst corruption in this country is actually not in Washington, D.C., the worst corruption is local. It's always local. And now maybe right now you're saying to yourself, oh yeah, Jesse, New York's always been this way. I get what it's like. No, no, you don't understand. Small towns are like this too. People think, no, no, I'm in, uh, I'm in rural Oklahoma. That's a town of 10,000 people. I know the neighbor. I, I eat pancakes with him after church every Sunday. Why do you think the mayor who makes $30,000 a year is driving a $90,000 BMW? Huh? Why do you think the mayor who makes less than you do, the city councilman who makes less than you do, why do you think he has a bigger house? Why do you think his wife, man, those those earrings look like diamonds. Those are huge. I bet those cost a lot of money. Why do you think that watch he wears is a little bigger and a little shinier than yours is? Local corruption is the most under talked about thing in this country that is such naked corruption from eric adams and they don't care they just do it right out in the open same thing happens in my town in houston look i'm not judging you same thing happens in my town in houston all the time all right bunch of ass dr jesse stuff and weird news about the vaccinated hang on
1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Bannacaram here to announce a new season of our show in retrospect, which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first Black Miss America. To the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report.